And as usual, I will go ahead and read for us the psalm and then make a, a few comments on it in the hopes that we might be able to better sing this psalm with understanding. Psalm 55. To the chief musician with stringed instruments, a contemplation of David. Give ear to my prayer, O God, and do not hide yourself from my supplication. Attend to me and hear me. I am restless in my complaint and moan noisily because of the voice of the enemy, because of the oppression of the wicked. For they bring down trouble upon me, and in wrath they hate me. My heart is severely pained within me, and the terrors of death have fallen upon me. Fearfulness and trembling have come upon me, and horror has overwhelmed me. So I said, Oh, that I had wings like a dove! I would fly away and be at rest. Indeed, I would wander far off and remain in the wilderness. I would hasten my escape from the windy storm and tempest. Destroy, O Lord, and divide their tongues. For I have seen violence and strife in the city. Day and night they go around it on its walls. Iniquity and trouble are also in the midst of it. Destruction is in its midst. Oppression and deceit do not depart from its streets. For it is not an enemy who reproaches me, then I could bear it. Nor is it one who hates me who has exalted himself against me, then I could hide from him. But it was you, a man my equal, my companion, and my acquaintance. We took sweet counsel together and walked to the house of God in the throng. Let death seize them. Let them go down alive into hell. For wickedness is in their dwellings and among them. As for me, I will call upon God and the Lord shall save me. Evening and morning and at noon I will pray and cry aloud and he shall hear my voice. He has redeemed my soul in peace from the battle that was against me. For there were many against me. God will hear and afflict them. Even he who abides from of old because they do not change. Therefore they do not fear God. He has put forth his hands against those who were at peace with him. He has broken his covenant. The words of his mouth were smoother than butter, but war was in his heart. His words were softer than oil, yet they were drawn swords. Cast your burden on the Lord, and he shall sustain you. He shall never permit the righteous to be moved. But you, O God, shall bring them down to the pit of destruction Bloodthirsty and deceitful men shall not live out half their days, but I will trust in you. I believe the theme of this psalm would be crying out to God in the midst of betrayal. And we can really see the the heart of this psalm, what's going on in this psalm, and the reason that the main reason that it was written. When we look at verses 12 through 14, For it is not an enemy who reproaches me, then I could bear it, nor is it one who hates me, who has exalted himself against me, then I could hide from him. But it was you, a man my equal, my companion and my acquaintance. We took sweet counsel together and walked to the house of God in the throng. 
Unlike many of the other psalms where it is really the enemies of the psalmist that are in view, here it is the psalmist's close friend who betrays him. Now, to give us, remind us of the context of this psalm and the Psalter, we have seen something of a pattern in the last few psalms we have been looking at. Uh, we don't want to go back too far. We could easily do that. But the first thing we could say in terms of a pattern is that the last several psalms have all been psalms of David. It explicitly mentions David as the psalm writer. Then there is something else that's a pattern, and that's the content, a pattern that will actually uh, has begun to develop and will continue to develop over the next few psalms. Uh, let me go back just to Psalm 52. In Psalm 52, you remember that uh, David refers to the wicked tongue which plots destruction. And that was a, a, a psalm largely about Doeg, the Edomite, who used his tongue for evil. That's just a couple psalms ago. Then in Psalm 53, you remember that David refers to the wicked as foolish. Uh, when the wicked says in his heart that there is no God. That was Psalm 53. Remember, in that psalm, it's not primarily the atheist that is in view, but simply the one who acts wickedly as if there is no God, as if there is no God to hold them accountable for their sins and for their actions. And such foolish people, we saw, refers largely to those who are a part of the people of God. Well, those two psalms, Psalm 52 and Psalm 53, and especially Psalm 53, are recognized, and I think rightly so, as setting up the next several psalms with reference to those who use their tongues for evil. The foolish who oppose the true king of Israel. And what we see in the following psalms are the various types of, of the enemies of the king. So after Psalm 53, 54, 55, 56, 57, 58, the next several, we see different enemies, different types of enemies who are opposed to the the king. Not just enemies in general, but categories of enemies. In Psalm 54, our psalm last month, those who opposed the king were the Ziphites, They were David's kinsmen of the tribe of Judah who tried to hand over David uh, to Saul. And remember, they used their tongues uh, against him. And now here in Psalm 55, it is one of David's familiar friends who has betrayed him, whose words were smoother than butter, according to verse 21. But war was in his heart whose words were softer than oil, yet they were drawn swords. Here we see this pattern again, the tongue being used, words smoother uh, than butter, softer than oil, you see. The use of the tongue to betray the king. Now, although it is true that we are not told specifically the historical background as, the, as a part of the introduction to this psalm, and, when it, we, and we're not, we need to be careful not to read too much into it, but there is good reason to believe from the context that what is in the back of this psalm is the betrayal of David by his close friend and trusted advisor, Ahithophel. You remember that this would have been the time 
uh, when Absalom committed treason against his father David, uh, taking the kingdom from him, when Ahithophel left David's side to become Absalom's advisor instead. You may also remember that David prayed to the Lord at that time concerning Ahithophel in 2 Samuel 15.31, O Lord, I pray, turn the counsel of Ahithophel into foolishness. Turn it into foolishness. We see that theme of foolishness come up again. But if you were to take just a cursory reading of this psalm, this background of Absalom and Ahithophel really just jumps off off the pages at us. We have David mentioning violence and strife in the city. The noise of the enemy that has brought trouble upon him. The prayer that God would divide their tongues. See, a, a reference back to Ahithophel and also a reference back really to the, to the Tower of Babel where God brought confusion among the people. Uh, D- David's desire to fly away into the wilderness. Remember when Absalom took over the city, he did have to go into the wilderness and he, he wanted to just get away from it, it, it all because it was actually his son Absalom. Uh, who was opposing him, and he was so distraught over that. But all these and more in the psalm harken back to that situation in which Absalom was, was ripping the kingdom away from his father. Because you have in the psalm this kind of almost multitude of uh, enemies that's going on, but then also it, it really focuses in on one who was a familiar friend of David. Um, but we, of course, we must realize, as we have mentioned before, that David's life's, life of trials and hardship and humiliation, enemies and betrayal, and not least of which his anointing and rightful kingship over Israel were all meant to foreshadow and anticipate the coming and the experience of Messiah, of the Messiah King. If the Psalms do not, this, do not do this explicitly, as they do in what we would call those Messianic Psalms, they always reach forward to Christ in some way. If it's not explicit, it's certainly implied. And I'll tell you right now, if this Psalm is not ultimately about Christ, then I don't know why we should be singing it. Because there are plenty of other songs out there that are about Christ that we could be singing. And why are we coming to gather to worship? But to worship our Lord. And when we sing the Psalms, we sing of Christ. We always sing of Christ. And as Robert Godfrey has pointed out so well in the Psalm we looked at last month and in this Psalm today and the few to follow, we have a pattern of the Messiah King's commitment to the kingdom despite the various enemies attempting to prevent it. So we do see this development, not necessarily chronological, but a development within the Psalter. Those who are foolish in in Israel, those who use their tongue to plot evil, for evil, those who plot destruction against the king, you see. That's what's being developed here in the Psalter, the various enemies of the king. The uh, the Ziphites in the last psalm, David's countrymen, in many ways 
point forward to the betrayal of the Jewish people as a whole uh, against their kingly Messiah. Uh, While the familiar friend in this psalm, who is most likely Ahithophel, obviously points to the betrayal of Judas. And it is surprising how many commentators who don't even see Christ so much in the Psalms will link uh, Ahithophel with Judas, seeing Ahithophel as a type of Judas. And interestingly, both Ahithophel and Judas committed suicide after they betrayed the king of Israel. Now to bring this home a little bit and apply it a little bit more to us, some of us may have been through some kind of uh, betrayal by a friend. This is a psalm that we can turn to and sing in those times. God here gives voice to our sorrows at such times. Others of us have not, especially some of us who are children. We may have not really experienced betrayal and may never experience such betrayal. Although to live a a life uh, without being betrayed in some fashion... Uh, must be rare over your lifetime. But the main reason we sing this song, not the only reason, but the main reason we are called to sing this song is not because we have been personally betrayed or because David was betrayed by a man many years ago, but because Christ was betrayed and continues to be betrayed by many to this very day. We sing of the betrayal of our King, Jesus, in hopes of his victory over those who have betrayed him. May God keep us from such betrayal. And may we be reminded as we sing this psalm that it is only because Christ was willing to suffer such heart-wrenching betrayal from a close friend that we can now sing this psalm in him and about him, with him as our Savior, worshiping him because of what he went through for us. So with those thoughts in mind, let's um, take up our blue psalters once again and turn to Psalm 55, and this time to the B selection. Psalm 